I'll make a brand new start of it in old to you from Times Square in New York City. It's the SNS show with Alessandro Scalora and Sima Sadikov. Look, the fireworks, I don't know if you heard it, they come came off once <laughs> you introduced me. There so. you go, there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Seema, I haven't seen you in forever. We haven't done an SNS show. How have you been? I know, I've been well, honestly. I just started college again. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Senior year, that's right. Yes, it's my senior year and we're finally back in person and I'm super excited about it because, you know, a year and a half we were online and now like we're all masked and we all have to be vaccinated. But, you know, I'm seeing like new faces and, and old faces and it's just so nice to be in an environment with people. I'm really excited for my classes. Um, so yeah, this is what I've been up to. I'm just, you know, very blessed. Awesome, awesome. Good, good, good. How about you, Alessandro? What have you been up to? Well, <laughs> I have had an amazing summer. First off, I was in New York with you guys. New York was amazing, the highlight of my summer. And then July, we've been spending training and we're just getting ready for the nationals and hopefully we'll qualify for the world championships this year. That's what of we're course. already. Oh, we're also preparing for that right now. I'm super excited. So discussing a little bit about world championships and competitions today, ladies and gentlemen, I have an amazing, drop-dead, beautiful, gorgeous, top-of-the-top guest for you guys today. A little bit about her before I tell you the name. She is two times vice world champion. She is world junior champion, European championship finalist, under 21 German Open finalist. Ladies and gentlemen, she is world champion within the IDU. She was on both Italian and Russian rendition of Dancing with the Stars, as well as being the choreographer of the Russian edition of So You Think You Can Dance. And ladies and gentlemen, last, last but not least, she was the host of the Channel One Russian show, Midnight Run. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Ekaterina Vaganova. Hello. Hello, buonasera. <laughs> Thank you, Alessandro, for such a brilliant introduction. What it's an honor to be here tonight with you guys. It's so great to have you. I mean, what an introduction for real. Like, amazing. We're so happy you're here. Big, big Makes honor, me feel big a little old. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It's experience. That's right. That's right. There's a difference. Experience. It's true. <laughs> so let's get right into it. With all these accomplishments, let's go from the very, very beginning. Who introduced you into the dance world? So I started dancing at the age of two and a half year old because my older brother, he has three years more than myself, he started dancing uh, from the Russian folk uh, dance classes. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And yeah, I couldn't stay at home while he was dancing, so I was Polka, Linka, Linka, all the good, that one. Exactly, exactly, and Polka, and yeah, Varu Varu, Varu Varu, exactly, exactly. And so I was absorbing the class, being two and a half year old, I was behaving myself really well, and the teacher said, why doesn't she join the class? So she will not stay in the lobby. And this is what I did. And I joined, you know, the older kids group right away and got even assigned some important lead role in one of oh, the Russian wow. folk dances. <laughs> so this was my beginning of my career. <laughs> but when my brother decided to switch to ballroom dancing, uh, he was nine year old and I was only six. I came to see his, let's say, recital, you know, end of the year performance. 
and it brought me to tears. It was so amazing to watch those children dancing, partnering each other. The glamour of the costumes, the beauty of the music and everything really impressed me. And so still in tears, I said, can I please join those classes? But they were not accepting the enrollment for the girls unless you would have a partner. And so there, my older brother used his connections and said, she absolutely needs to be She has to. She has to do it. Yeah, I have to say thank you to my brother for this journey. Well, let's give a huge shout out to your brother, because if it wasn't for your brother, we wouldn't be here. So thank you and shout out to Mr. I'm sure he's very proud. I'm sure he's very proud. Now, this was in your hometown in Russia, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, it was a small military town. Uh, closed town only for like uh, Russian army people and my father used to be the engineer of this uh, submarine nuclear fabric that was producing submarines so mm -hmm. was, there was no much to do there there was just one dance club <laughs> mm -hmm. just the one. Yeah. very nice well you know we know that your parents brought you into the dance world but we wanted to get to know about what we felt about you continuing this as a career. So we, the second question is, were your parents supportive of your career? Oh yes, absolutely. I'm so, so grateful to my family because they were very, very supportive from the very beginning. And this is the most important stage for a kid uh, that someone believes in their dreams and helps them to find a way. And as I mentioned, in a small town, we didn't really uh, have even the teachers at some point. Some people were moving to other places because there were a lot of issues there, like uh, even economic crisis, and we didn't have electricity sometimes for days in our houses there. So life was truly challenging. And at some point, my father invited another teacher from um, a different town uh, in, on the high, um, far east of Russia. And they moved and lived for a while in our apart with us in our apartment for a few months until they got settled. So we would be able to continue our studies and the teachers of it, um, seemed to be trusting in us as well, believing in our future. And he helped us a lot to get our choreographies done properly because in the beginning, we were mainly studying through the videos, uh, mm -hmm. watching uh, competitions like the Kremlin Cup, uh, commented yeah. by Stanislav Popov, and getting to know who uh, Donin Gaynor were, you know, mm -hmm. and watching uh, Tokyo Festival uh, as well because you know, some wow. videotapes from Japan were able to make their way to our city as well. Ma right. Many dancers today of the younger generation have no clue that uh, our seasoned and champions, world champions today had to learn like that. So what would you say to dancers today that have YouTube, Instagram, all this, not to say easy way, but they have so much more things to take advantage of. They a lot of access, you know? Access. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, this is definitely uh, a great advantage that if it's used in a smart way, it can speed up the progress and help uh, dancer to figure out their own style and their own taste in uh, dancing mm -hmm. early, early enough. Um, however, I find that with uh, the way, you know, I was growing, having that limited access to information. I was able to review it a thousand times and really analyze it in the deepest way. Like I remember at some point, I knew all of the choreographies of the finalists of the European and World Championships. There you go. So, you know, if you have like a big variety of choice, sometimes you can get lost while it's important for you to figure out what you really like and where you really feel uh, you can, you know, take from and then be inspired from and and then, of course, try to apply it into practice. You can't survive mm -hmm. if you only live in a digital world. That's right. Yeah. So to discuss a little bit about, um, so we mentioned your hometown, uh, but then we also know that you moved to Moscow uh, to progress your dancing. Tell us a little bit about that move. Was it a difficult move? Uh, what were you going through your head when you made the move? It was definitely difficult for my parents, for my family, mm -hmm. because it takes nine hours to arrive uh, with a plane from wow. Vilichinsk to Moscow. 
Wow. It's a different side of the world. But it was easy for me because I actually started just packing and putting my stuff into boxes, telling my parents that we have to continue our dance education in Moscow. Here, I'm never going to become the world champion in this town. So that's it. Like I was, I had very clear ideas at the age of eleven, and my father oh, said, wow, okay, "I guess we have no choice. <laughs> we need to move." Right. And of course, yeah. his military career was connected to that city, so it was a really, really big crisis. Uh, you know, it was challenging for our family to try to build some life in Moscow. We had nothing there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so inspiring, honestly, because. Really? the mentality that you had at such a young age. At such a young age too, right? At yeah. 11. At 11. Mm -hmm. I was thinking you were okay, like maybe 16 or something. Or 11. Well, see, I you don't have to remember why the joke. I had that, honestly, this is like the, just the way I was growing. I remember another workshop with a great dancer from Far East, uh, and Dancing. Uh, she came to Kamchatka for like a master class and she was teaching and you know some kids uh, small kids are paying attention and some are not so much and so she was making me as example saying you know this girl is hard working and she's mm. disciplined enough and she's gonna become a world champion one day not you know those who don't pay attention and so i come back home in tears completely disappointed my mom said is telling me what is what happened why you are so upset I said because i'm never going to be able to become a world champion in this place this is a small town we don't have possibilities you know at the, at the age of six <laughs> like, <Yeah>. why <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's just the way i was <laughs> but it got you to where you are today so that's why it's so inspiring it really is <laughs> um and so you know you have this wonderful career that you're building for yourself. And then moving on to the next question, how did you come about representing Italy? Where'd that come from? <laughs> so uh, as Alessandro mentioned, in 2001, I won the IDSF 10 Dance World Championship. After that, we decided to split with my partner because just financially we were so exhausted. Uh, it was impossible for us to move forward into youth category and we just stopped and all together you know it doesn't come just one thing one challenge and comes all together i had very serious health issues and once i got checked by doctors they told me that i would never be able to do dance sport again like yeah. in the future oh at all yeah they just said it's too uh serious i had heart issues i had stomach issues i was over uh, underweight i was super super tiny at the age of 12 and so i stopped dancing for a year and i did some important physical therapy and recovery mm -hmm. and when i finally and i told my mom i'm I gonna decide when i stop i get to decide if i coming back or not you know? right right <laughs> my determination was still with me and so in a year i i studied some jazz dancing and classical ballet as well i went a little bit in a different direction and then I felt, okay, this is a time for me to finally start doing some tryouts because, of course, my first love was ballroom dancing. Mm -hmm. But the tryouts didn't go well at all. They were very disappointing because most of talented boys that I would love to partner with were asking to sponsor them, to pay for dance lessons, to pay for travels, you know. So they were looking for some girl with financial possibilities and our family just couldn't afford it and so my teacher suggested me to go to italy for a tryout with alex zamperola an italian mm -hmm. champion at the time and uh maybe a couple days before i was supposed to depart the teacher told me that he already started a new partnership with gabriele's gofredo ex-partner and so now gabriele gofredo is available and i can try out with him <laughs> And so I had, uh, yes, I did see Gabriele at the German Open Championship. We were both, uh, I was in semifinal, he was in the final with his sister during a two-age group. So I knew him and I liked his dance style. And at the same time, I'm receiving the invitation from Shirley Bowes because she came to Moscow for like a series of workshops and lessons. And she saw me dancing by myself there and asked to leave her a couple pictures. You know, we didn't have Facebook at that time, nothing, no internet. 
And so I just gave her a couple of pictures and she took them with her to show them to Mark. And we haven't heard from her for a few months. And all of a sudden, right before I'm leaving to Italy, she's asking if I can come to England to dance with Mark. Wow. It was a tough choice. But honestly, I had no clue who Shirley Ballas was, <laughs> who Mark Ballas was. At the time. At the time, yeah. You know what? England is cold. Why don't I go to Italy? <laughs> <laughs> That's very experienced dancer, right? what you can have you don't have a mentor i mean and so here i come to italy and we do a tryout with uh gabriele and my mom was with me for a couple weeks just in the beginning and then she left and i was on my own without talking italian without knowing anyone there uh but you italianski <laughs> yes italianski no zero <laughs> and gabriele South Italian dialect and Excellent. huge temperamento. So he was super upset when I wouldn't get him <laughs> during the dance practice. We were, yeah, a Volcano partnership. But that gave me motivation to learn the Italian language faster. And so, there we go. yeah, we, you know, on the dance level, we felt immediately it could have potential and this is something that can be a good fit. So we started. Yeah dance together and i spent in italy i think eight more years working and dancing back and forward yeah mm -hmm. italy yeah. became my second home <laughs> yeah good good well we do have a little uh surprise for you and our viewers we want to show you a little little video we found on the internet Danze latinoamericane, samba. Fashion, the fetish of the pink. Fashion I wanted to ask, what was, what was I wanted to ask, whose idea was it for <laughs> Gabby to wear? Not mine. <laughs> it wasn't mine. Uh, I think at the time um, it was of our teacher, Dabi Gabuzi. Uh -huh. He just wanted probably some some scandal to happen, so we would <laughs> notice the floor. I don't know what that was. That's one way to strategize. But Definitely noticed. Incredible that Gabriele was up for it. <laughs> yeah, that man is up for anything. <laughs> but that, like, <laughs> that's very unique. So, <laughs> definitely. Yes. But wow. Yeah, we liked it. We liked it. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on. This is the most important question of this interview. Okay. okay. This, this, is, this is a life or death answer. Oh, my God. Which do you prefer, <laughs> Italy or Russia? And why? Now you put me in a tough position. <laughs> yes. 
Life or death. Look, this is going to be on Rai News, on uh, Channel One Russian. This is going to go everywhere, on American everywhere. It's going to be a huge political scandal, right? <laughs> Uh, well, it's like asking, you know, you prefer your right arm or your left arm? <laughs> you have to choose. <laughs> of course, uh, I have a lot of people I love in both countries. And I think that with us uh, dancers and athletes traveling so much around the world, you know, if you would ask me like five years ago, where, where would be my home? I would say on the plane because we are truly like planet citizens. And uh, look at me now. Now I'm living in the United States, right? There you go. Um, but it's it's two countries that uh, definitely I enjoy to be in. And uh, your your home is where your beloved people are, and where you are able to express yourself professionally. And I was able to do amazing things in both countries, so I'm truly grateful. There to we both. go. Couldn't have said better. That was beautiful. Oh. I like that. No political scandal here. There we go. No, 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 no. Sorry, right <laughs> news. Sorry, Channel Let's One Russia. On. Sorry, we have a correct answer. It's okay. Enough <laughs> politics already. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So we, you know, we've gotten great stories about when you were younger and how you started and everything. But what exact moment, like, made you realize that dancing would be your career? When did you realize this? Like, I want dance, just general dance to be my career. Very early again. So <laughs> I remember my mom uh, talking to my brother in the kitchen when I was like three-year-old, trying to motivate him because he just quit his karate lessons. And she was telling him, you know, it's important for you to not give up, to continue. Look at Jean-Claude Van Damme, this tiny boy that grew up into the movie star. So it's important to keep going. And I'm like, I know I want to be dancing and be famous like Madonna, three-year-old. There She's you like, go. What? Singing like Madonna? I said, no, dancing. Because, you know, it was a, fa um, a famous um, music video at that time, La Isla Bonita, where she was dancing. Ah, La Isla Bonita. Red, red. La Isla Bonita. Bonita. I love it's that like one. a samba, right? So yes. I said, <laughs> like Madonna, like her, yeah. And I mean, I always uh, loved it so, so much. So it made me uh, overcome all the kinds of obstacles I had through career because I just knew it was my thing, no matter what. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, I love the fact that you mentioned La Isla Bonita because just the other month at the Volga Dance Academy, we had a, we had a little performance, like a showcase. And one of our dancers, it was a, the theme was Decades. And one of our dancers did La Isla Bonita, and ever since it's been in my head, and I, I like that song. I like it. Yeah, well, no, they were producing some great music. Yeah. Oh, yes, oh, yes. So let's discuss a little bit uh, about ballet, okay, Balogasico, because many people uh, hear your name and they automatically assume ballet. So tell us, how, okay, first, how and why did you go from the dance sport world into the ballet world? Well, it's not like I became a classical ballerina, obviously, but exactly as you said, with the last name I have, it was kind of sign of my destiny, you know, to approach somehow to it. And I always was mesmerized, mesmerized by this amazing dance form. And I tried to study classical ballet from my entire uh, career as much as I could. Uh, it was not possible back in Kamchatka, of course, otherwise maybe I would have been a classical ballet dancer from the very beginning. But when we arrived in Moscow, I started immediately preparation for world championship, you know, became world champion within two years. And it kind of signed my choice right away. In, in the dance sport, yes? In yeah. the dance sport, okay. exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. I partnered with the champion of Moscow. And so mm -hmm. the goals were really clear set from the very beginning. And it, it took us two years to become first in the world. Uh, you know, once you get there and you get that adrenaline, uh, you know what, what you're going to be continue, continuing doing. Uh, but uh, once I arrived to Italy, I was able to start uh, studying more classical ballet with Raffaele Paganini. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also did uh, like a tour with showcases throughout Italy and got to meet at one of the dance festivals, uh, Loretta Alexandrescu. She is the oh, wow. teacher of the Academia of La Scala in Milan. 
-hmm. and she was very impressed by the product we were doing so she invited us to rehearse with her so she could give her feedback on some of the classical ballet movements in our choreography and it was truly you know unique experience to be able to watch students in class at la scala and then rehearse on that floor right after them with uh, Loretta and exchange, you know, impressions with the students, mm -hmm. these incredible human beings, like dance machines, really. Um, then in Ukraine, I studied with the Prima Ballerino, the uh, theater of opera and ballet there, and the teacher was in her 70s, still able to lift her leg like this, you know, to show all the rondes and turnouts. Wow. <laughs> it was just wow. like she was performing just yesterday. Yeah, so, wow. you know, I was able to bring that kind of indication a little bit throughout the dance pieces we did on Dancing with the Stars in Italy, because even with Valeria Spermonte, we did like a fusion of classical ballet and salsa, and to show the contrast of the dance styles was really fun. And then still with Valerio, because he was an athlete, he was the uh, Olympic champion in fencing, so also very strict discipline, you know, and commitment. We were able to be the first ones to do some really challenging uh, technical lifts that can be done, uh, that can't be done with the physical force, like they have to be done with technique. And mm -hmm. so my husband, Artem, and we're going to come to that, you know, he graduated from the almost academy of my name <laughs> the Vagal 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 dance academy <laughs> you see that destiny <laughs> yeah the most prestigious ballet institution and so artin was in italy with us during the season and he helped us to study the cheer you know the lifts um, all most challenging and risky things that you can do in, during the air life show and, nice. and it, it was a possible you know at the time through the technique and everything so it's uh, it was a great experience to be able to do both. And now that we opened our studio here in the United States with my husband, because at some point we decided we want to build our family in US and we want to continue to pass the knowledge we have. So our studio has this unique combination of ballet and ballroom training. Oh, and nice. Yes, of course, I'm still teaching uh, Latin American dancing, trying to bring some culture and mentality of it in this small town in Florida. Uh, but I'm also super, super excited that we're able to produce professional classical ballets here with, um, in collaboration with professional Ukrainian troops like the National Ballet Theater of Odessa, the State Ballet Theater of Ukraine, which is coming even this winter season to partner with us with us for the Cinderella and Swan Lake. And we do it with live orchestra music. And of course, I'm not teaching myself. Our team is the artistic director and responsible for all the uh, technique uh, you know, and quality. But I'm excited that I'm able to coordinate this production and be the producer to take care of everything that it takes, you know, backstage to make these productions work on the theater of like 2500 people for each show so that's, that's something you know that makes me feel like i'm a little bit a part of that world as well <laughs> Good. well 100 well let me ask you this because you jogged a question in my mind so you said you teach both the dance board and the ballet so let me ask you this what what advice or maybe suggestion would you give to a girl who studied ballet all her life and she begins dance board and it's very clear when so she has the bond, and then when she does the rumba walks, her feet are very turned out. What mm -hmm. advice would you give to her? And then what advice would you give to a girl who studied dance sport all of her life and then does ballet? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Uh, well, we need to, of course, look at the purpose, you know, mm -hmm. because ballroom dance world is very inclusive. It is demonstrating that people of all ages, all backgrounds and physical skills can dance and enjoy themselves and can even start competing at some point. Mm -hmm. Ballet world is a lot more reserved. If we talk about performances in theater, you know, you have to go through that training from a very young age. And of course, uh, there is a very, very strict selection there of um, children which come around nine, ten year old when they are ten year old. They come to try to um, 
to make it into the professional ballet academies like Vaganov Ballet Academy in St. Petersburg. And so they go through three different stages of selection. You know, to make it quicker and describe it would be physical check, flexibility, how good their feet are, how flexible their joints are, if they hear the music, the rhythm. And then they do medical check to see if their health issues can um, prevent them from doing it on a professional level. And then at the third stage of selection, best of the best get checked again. And out of hundreds, they pick maybe 30 or 40 kids that's going to oh, wow. go through the course of training. And so it's very tough and strict. Rigorous, like it's very rigorous. Mm -hmm. But even, you know, famous ballet dancers like Diana Vishnova, you know, Vishnova, a legend of ballet world, she made it into the academy only from the third time of their oh. examination. So it's possible, you know, because she was considered not having such a good physical skills to do this profession. But of course, with hard work, everything becomes possible. However, it's also fair at this point because you don't want to study for 10 years, you know, such a tough subject and then not be able to get the working contract and be taken into the theater either because this is what you graduated, graduated for. Um, but, of course, it's great to learn as many dance styles. It's great to be exposed to a variety of dancing. So, of course, if a ballerina would come to me and say, I am in love with ballroom dancing, I want to get ready for competition, uh, we would go with her through changing two things in the beginning. It would be different use of body weight. If we talk about Latin American dancing, we are always way more forward compared to the way the classical dancers are using their body weight, you know, all those technical details. And the posture. The posture is so different because we keep, tend to keep our uh, upper rib cage more connected and closed, you know, and ballet dancers are tend tending to open them up more so they have a uh, perfect vertical line to make all those challenging turns and jumps and be precise in the landing as well. And from some point, you know, it's really, really similar as far as the training. It takes a lot of hours. It takes a lot of repetitions and commitment. Uh, from other side, born dancing is not so demanding because even if you're wrong, people will not see it right away like in the classical ballet you know if you do fuete and after 32 times you don't get to land that's it <laughs> goodbye yeah. see you the next one <laughs> 32 <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. it's a different different approach to training but very similar as well and so if it would be a reverse for a ballroom dancer to try to do points and all that don't go on points too quickly you're going to ruin your feet. You have to prepare your ankles. You have to get the strength that is needed. Not that ballroom dancers are weak, but they just use different muscles yeah. in different way. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just do as much as possible the floor bar first. Just be on the floor. Don't go into the bar <laughs> at all yeah. for a couple years. <laughs> you heard that, ballet dancers and ballroom dancers? Safety first. Yes, yes absolutely, right. absolutely. If you do it smart, you will not have to deal with some tough injuries. Right. I know that. None of what we trust. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Like everybody wants to get on point right away because it's super pretty, it looks nice, it looks unique. It's not. Yes, you, you know what? To my viewers, listen. I'm going to make Sima. Listen, we're going to make a promise to our viewers right now, Sima. All right, so to, to give you a little bit of uh, history, Katerina, so Sima and I were supposed to go visit a lot of people in Europe because of school era, because Edgar Borjas was like, come to Spain, we'll have fun. I'm like, come to Rome, we'll have fun. We're going to make you a deal, okay, Katerina? Next time we're in Florida, we're going to do a ballet class. class. We're going to do ballet class with you. Yeah. We're going to record it, and it's going to be exclusive we're gonna make content a live on School Dance Sport. I want it. I love ballet. I've done it before a few times in um in college. Like I took a few classes, like courses of it, and I I like haven't done it this semester. I think I'd love to do it again. And especially if you are gonna have us, we're just more than like honored <laughs> to do it. <laughs> Solid. Big, big. You know, I would love you to get to work with my husband, you know, rather than myself, because 
he is is the top. He can make anybody work and and yeah, he will give you the best training possible. But I would love to be there and do it with you guys. Let's yeah. do it. We have to do it now. You heard it here on Scolora Dance Court. We're gonna become ballet dancers. This yeah. is evidence and the proof. So, you know, just moving on, we wanted to also talk a little bit about um, some things that you've done as well. Um, how did you come about being in, I'm sorry if I butchered this, Balando Con Did I say it correctly? Balando Con that's right, that's right. This was a big adventure of my life, which started from Dancing with the Stars in Russia first. And I um, did it when I was 19 years old. I was at that time without a partner, so I was more, you know, being that like young and still having so many different goals in dance sport. Of course, I was looking into starting a new partnership, but it wasn't a good time. And so I said, why don't I go, you know, do some cre creative routines on Dancing with the Stars? I think I was paid maybe like $500 for entire season. So it was really about creativity at that time and just uh, keep moving. But I was very lucky to partner with uh, an actor, a uh, Russian actor of uh, different TV series. Uh, it's my Kirill favorite Lito. one. I love that guy, Sergio Zizi. Oh, my God. No, no, that wasn't Dancing with the Stars in Italy. And the one I'm talking about was on the Russian version. Ah, in the Russian one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ah, okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> he had a minor background in dance world. Oh. Then he had a huge break, he started acting, and now he's even a director, and he produces some, some amazing movies. But he had that instinct for dancing, you know, and music and movement in general. The natural uh, ability, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, because it's the sensitivity that makes it so special, you know, the way people express themselves. And so we were able to have lots of fun with choreographies and making uh -huh. different dances, and he looked almost like a dance professional. And so Italian agents noticed those videos that, were getting more and more popular on YouTube. And they reached out for me for a tryout with Mili Carlucci. And of course, I was so, so excited to get to meet her in Rome and get to talk to her in person because so I, yeah. I remember the movie, you know, I saw when I was little with Adriano Cilentano. Um, yes. Is it the one where he's telling you? Forse. I don't know in Italian how, how it's called. I know the Russian version of it. Um, with Darnella Muti, you know, when uh, Celentano doesn't right. want to marry anyone and she tries... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's the, the, the iconic, like, where he steps on the grapes and makes the wine. And he's like... Right. That's uh, a legendary scene as well. Legendary. So, yeah, Sandra, if you do research, you can put subtitle what <laughs> the movie I'm talking about. But Mili actually was in that movie. And then she was not only amazing actress, she is a fantastic, legendary TV producer and host. And so I was uh, in Rome talking to her. I remember I had a little glass of wine to be a little bit more <laughs> open and yeah. full of courage. Yeah, and yeah. I remember very tricky questions. She asked me who would be my dream partner. Uh, I would like to partner for the um, episode. And I don't know why in that moment I said Fabrizio Corona. Fabrizio Corona. <laughs> Which is like Italian mafia. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so they were shocked. There was silence, and then I, I think they thought maybe we should get her. That's an interesting one. Maybe <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Yeah, and I got to part to be partnered with uh, Sergio. Uh, I actually was not able to do the very first season I was invited to because then I left to dance with Dmitro Vloch, and we started the Asian tour. And we were in Tokyo, Jakarta, you know, doing all those Asian tour competitions and getting ready for Blackpool. And with mm -hmm. a huge, you know, pain, I said, no, I can't do the very first season. And I was supposed to partner Kaspar Caparoni, which then won the season. Mm -hmm. Kaspar Caparoni. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The year after, you know, life turned around and I decided this is a good moment for me to, to explore my creative side rather mm -hmm. than dance for it. Right. And yeah, I was truly, truly blessed with another amazing partner, Sergio Asisi. That's so cool. So I, Sergio is one of my favorite actors in Italian television. My all-time favorite um, uh, series that he did was Capri. Did you ever watch that, Capri? 
Yes, no, I, I uh, admire him not only as an actor and uh, just an artist in general. He uh, writes amazing books. I don't know mm -hmm. if you uh, were able to read Selamore Mombasta, and he writes uh, scenarios for his movies and he's producing movies. So it's, it's a true talent, natural talent yeah, in everything he does. That's 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 really unique. Look, we have a we have a video <laughs> that we'd like to show you. And maybe it can jog some funny reminders with it. Let's see, let's see. Right. Sua maestra è Caterina Vaganova è abituata alle competizioni ad alto livello e conosce tutti i trucchi per valorizzare il sex appeal del suo ballerino. Gli ormoni della Smith sono avvisati. Assisi. Sì, io sono russa. Che vengo da Napoli. Napoli non so se la conosci. Bellissima Napoli è città. Proprio... All'inizio. Sì. Non dobbiamo stare troppo distanti. Dobbiamo azzeccare. Eh, mi fa piacere a me. Eh... Come dobbiamo stare? Azzeccata. Azzeccata. Sergio ha una marcia in più e ha due occhi che fanno sognare. E Caterina Vaganova non è solo una ballerina, è una bomba. Mi giro un po' con la testa. Non lo so se per il tango o per qualche altra cosa. Allora! Ma sto studiando. Però mi rendo conto che stare a contatto così, cioè, è pericoloso, cioè, è difficile. Mi sento un uomo... No, mi sento un uomo tango. Sì, sì, quello che ha film la piglia, la butta per terra, piglia per i capelli, la fa girare e la lancia. Nell'idea, ovviamente. Ma che hai fatto? Tanto che i capelli. Sensuale, no? No, no, stai bene perché stai bene. Cioè, stai bene. Sergio è molto affascinante. Così. Oh, e siamo qua. Siamo qua. Salve, buonasera. Chiamiamo Sergio. Mi sembra. Eh, sì, scusi. Ha sicuramente un carattere molto forte. Io come maestra devo essere brava a gestirlo. Guarda qua. Poi ti guardo. Ah, e si desidera quello che passa attraverso gli occhi. Posso scendere? Due giorni che non ti vedo. E quindi? Non è su cose mie che... Sono mancata. Cominciamo, eh! Subito mi sei mancato. Uno... No, ma però mi mancava il ballo. And so with that... And a lot of flashbacks. <laughs> right. Well, so let me ask you this. From that moment, did you ever learn any Neapolitan? And when he said, oh uh, we have to be together, dobbiamo stare azzuccate. Did, 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 that, did that stay all the Neapolitan? Oh, yes, yes. No, of course, of course. It's... Wait, can we get a quick translation? <laughs> yeah, so azzuccate, so, especially in Neapolitan, it means, so she was saying we have to be together, we have to stay close. And he was like, oh, we have to be azzuccate, we have to be stick together. And that's the way how to like say it. Stick to each other, you know, but really close, like in a very passionate way. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. I saw the, the drama in the eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was just an amazing, amazing adventure, you know, got to not only learn Neapolitan uh, language, but ne taste Neapolitan cuisine and learn so much more about Neapolitan people. So. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, Sergio, if you're watching this, first of all, hello, my name is Alessandro. I'd love to work for you one day. Uh, second, <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hope you're doing well. Yes, hope you're doing well. <laughs> So moving on to a little bit, um, a little bit of a more serious topic. So you moved from your hometown to Russia. You went to Italy, uh, dance, sport, ballet, with all of these accomplishments, with all of these uh, progress and opportunities, opportunities you've had in your life. What has been the biggest challenge, right? The biggest challenge you've had to overcome in your life. The biggest challenge, there were a lot, quite a lot of challenges. <laughs> and the challenges don't kill us, they make us stronger, right? <laughs> right. I, I don't think I ever told about this one to anyone. 
you guys can be the, having an exclusive exclusive <laughs> content on Scalora Dance Board, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are, <laughs> right, that's right. Because I think for any woman in general, it's just important to to live smartly throughout, you know, the career, throughout the life, and figure out what kind of uh, result you want from each stage of your life. And of course, I I enjoyed so much to choreograph to perform to travel but another dream of mine was always to have a family and have a baby <gasps> Me too. Uh, i remember i remember i talked to donnie barnes about it at some point we became ukrainian champions with metro but i was quite depressed i told him you know i feel like i'm missing very important time as well in my life and he said you know medal has two sides you can't have it all you always have to see just one side of the medal and and see which one you you want to appreciate the most i remember those words a lot and so when you know things just happen we don't plan them i fell in love with my husband and we were working in Italy at that time during the Dancing with the Stars season, but his visa was ending, so he would have to return to Russia. And I had constantly, you know, other challenges with documents because of Russian passport and not being able to work around the world the way I, I w w would like to. I received an invitation from Amici, Ooh. from uh, this great reality show that i always admired and always followed and dreamed about being there yeah. and so i felt like you know this is amazing time to to try something else and to express myself in a different way but if i would have stayed in rome we would probably have to split with my husband at this point because you know how this artistic projects are they take you in another direction and you start oh living goodness, separate yeah. lives and then of course yeah. my husband wouldn't be just sitting there with a cup of tea just waiting for me to finish <laughs> he was a great great ballet dancer yesterday all over the world as well and so we had to take this decision to just go in a different direction and move to america and build our family there and mm -hmm. so here i am today having a That's almost two year old baby <laughs> Oh my goodness, look, I am a sucker when it comes to like love and romance, especially when it has to do with like when it's still in the dance world. Like, that's so cool. I mean, you just got to marry. Wow. That's a really awesome story. That's really cute. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. And, and it's like a very eye-opening to like us women, especially because it's always like women like in the dance sport that also want families. You know, I want a family someday too. And so like, mm -hmm. we don't we don't plan our lives. We have so many amazing opportunities that you got to, you know, experience and everything. And it's just so nice to hear that you got to still do so many things and you still have so many other options that you can do, but you have fulfilled both the dream of doing that and having the family. So it's like very also just eye-opening and inspiring to like the women of, you know, not only dance sports, but like, just, you I know. I think for any woman, this is the biggest choice of the life, of life. Yeah. You know? If you want to focus now on this little human being that will be, will need you so much, or if you want to keep focusing on yourself and your career. And yeah. I don't regret my choice. I mean, I'm happy because of different stages. And I've just, you know, with years, I found out that you can do art on, on dance floor, but it's also important to make some form of art from your own life. You know, you can make it a masterpiece too if you are creative, if you enjoy what you do. So yeah. you can, yeah, you can discover different fields of life and behave. <laughs> That's so nice. That's so beautiful. It's nice to hear that there's other things other than like dance world <laughs> that, are, <laughs> that you can yeah. achieve. But, um, but, you know, going back to the dance world, <laughs> um, just, you know, this is kind of just to wrap up the question. What does it take to be a champion in the dance industry and in general in life? Mm -hmm. Mentality. I think it takes character. It takes the personality. So you are able to go through the good and ba bad moments of life. Um, mm -hmm. But it also takes 
a good moment, like when all the stars come together, you know, that you get the perfect team, a good partner, the good teacher. Opportunities and resources. The opportunities, the financial support, which is super important in our industry. So if all those elements click together, this can be um, a product that can be, you know, on top. But in general, in life, I think it's just important to believe in your dream and to continue to love what you do, because mm -hmm. this love will give you back somehow, even maybe if you're not going to get that first place, but it's going to reward you still in some different way. Right. Awesome. Well, Katarina, thank you so much for leaving us on this high note. You've given me so much to think about today. You've given me so many oh. feelings and emotions. I'm living <laughs> for it. I love it so much. And you're one of my one of my big big idols. I've had the pleasure of uh, uh, working on this project. Before we leave, let's discuss this project. Tell us a little bit about it, Ekaterina. Oh yes, big. yes, yes. This is a huge, huge uh, event for United States uh, um, ballet industry in general because um, as the Ukrainian troupe makes their way uh, throughout the fifty cities that they are touring through. Uh, we'll be able to uh, have them merge with the local dancers of the communities. So we're making this project live by combining their uh, kids of all ages, starting from five years old and up, to join the professionals on stage in such classical ballets as the Nutcracker, as the Cinderella, Cinderella. Yes. Yes. and Swan Lake. And um, we are running open auditions in each city throughout the host studios. And Volga Dance is one of our honorary host studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and then uh, throughout, you know, the um, guidance of the artistic director, we are able to put together the choreographies and rehearse them until the premieres. There we go. Bada beam, bada boom, guys. You heard it here. So, Katarina, just a final thank you. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and for speaking with us on Scolora Dance Board. Thank you so much. It was such Thank a you guys for invitation. And again, congratulations for what you're doing. You're providing such an amazing uh, channel of information, inspiration for all their uh, people in our dance industry. So thank you so much for all your time and effort you're putting in this project. <laughs> Thank you. It's honestly a pleasure. It was a pleasure to speak to you and to have you on here on our show. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm waiting for you for the ballet class. That's right. We're going to be there. We're going to do it. <laughs> I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye.